This is Ali Ciardo, and this is Photo Field Notes, stories and inspiration from professional photographers. This is Ali Ciardo, and I'm here speaking with Kristen Turtolo from Kristen Marie Photography. Okay, Kristen, let's hear your story. Why did you want to become a photographer, and where did it go from there? Well, growing up, um, my great aunt was a photographer, and she is a uh, lived up in Alaska in the Sitka area, and so I'm a quarter um, Athabascan native, uh, Alaskan native, and um, so a lot of her time was spent photographing the tribes there, and even partly she was down in California photographing for Case Magazine, a lot of the artists and actors, and so we grew up with a lot of those prints around our house, and so um, I kind of had the idea of seeing these black and white prints of landscapes and tribes and, and actors and famous people in their homes. And so um, I saw that growing up. And when I turned 18, 19, the whole digital age started coming out. So I had taken film classes when I was younger. And um, Nikon and Canon started releasing cameras. And in all honesty, my story is that I bought a camera to look cool. That being in Seattle, this whole digital age started coming about and people had cameras so I bought it and really I just took pictures of my friends and still in the back of my mind having my great aunt's photos around um I revisited that and I think that's when my style of photography changed is that when I started seeing her work more and really having a growing appreciation for it and so I did take some classes in college um the art of digital photography and really I feel I only learned how to make 3D images and panoramics and things that I just did not have the heart for. It was fun and maybe perhaps would help me in the future, but I think um, taking on the film and, and switching back and forth from the digital to film and seeing what I could create with that, um, I just dove straight into it. And so it's brought me to where I am now where I'm shooting weddings and um, there's just this huge space in between where I am now from where I started that's looks completely different, but still continuing to go back to my Aunt Yvonne's work where um, now that it's not just kind of photography all over the place, like you start out with the landscapes and you start off with portraits, but moving on to something that you feel you specialize in. So a lot of her work that has really stuck with me is the stuff in the homes of these actors where they're photographed with their families and playing music and um, having this comfortable lifestyle that is shown to the rest of the world. So I go back and look at that stuff and that's what I want to incorporate in my work now. And so now that I've moved on to weddings and couples and photographing them in their homes and who they are today and really capturing them really comfortably. Okay. So let's go back. You said that you took classes in college, but you didn't study photography in college, did you? No, I actually studied nursing. I, so part of it was the electives that I needed to take. I needed to do some art. So I did a lot of uh, drawing classes and photography classes. And so I was doing all my chemistry and anatomy and physiology and microbiology classes and um, clinicals and everything, getting ready for nursing school when I was um, doing photography on the side. So I was a nanny and going to school for nursing and um, taking on photography projects on the side. And it got to the point where I was just so much more passionate about images I was creating versus the scientific side. And while I still have a heart for that, I, there was just something that was so freeing with being able to 
create thing that was lasting and um and I think that's probably why I decided on the path of photography versus nursing and I could be you know I could be the person that's 40 years old and goes back to nursing school but as of right now I love what I do and I think that I'm able to um yeah be more creative and be able to be giving gifts to people. So where did you make that transition from really being gung-ho about the nursing to actually shooting weddings? How did that happen? Um, so a lot of my friends, I'm at the age where a lot of them were getting married. So I was actually part of a missions organization uh, for a while out in Montana. And so a lot of them were getting married and because it was so low budget, they saw that I had a camera and that I was willing to contribute. And so um, I started photographing weddings for them. And at the same time, I was doing senior portraits and family sessions and headshots and animals and all of this. And so when I moved and transitioned into just doing couples, I found that there was a different kind of aesthetic as far as the way it looked and the way it felt and the way two people interacted with each other. So I started off doing weddings with this organization and then left that and through there um word of mouth just spread like wildfire and then from their magazine features and online blog features and yeah basically it's just been word of mouth so what do you think you do to facilitate the word of mouth do you think that it's just because i'm obviously your work speaks for itself it's very beautiful but there is there anything else that you did that kind of helped your business stand out or what's the best thing that you ever did for your business um, I I can't remember who I learned this from, but um, somebody told me to just treat your clients like gold. And for out of that, I just you know you over you know you over provide for your clients and you and you make sure that they feel comfortable and that they're put at the top of the list. And I think with you know you do receive so many weddings per year, and there's sometimes where you can't. You don't always feel like you fulfilled that, but so long as you're putting your clients first and like taking them to coffee or taking them out or saying, Hey, I'm going to give you, I'm going to throw this on the house kind of thing. Like I think they feel really appreciated, especially for a day that's already so stressful, knowing that you're confident in the photographer that you chose and you've created a relationship with them. Like it makes them want to tell others about you. And uh, one thing I did hear was that most people will give a bad review over a good one. I think it's seven times more of a chance that people will give a bad review over a good one. So if you can get that good review and just continue to treat them as individuals who are really important to you and um, you're going to get a good review. And from there, like people are going to want to continue to book you and, and have you document their love story. So do you ask for reviews or are you just doing such a great job of maintaining that relationship that they just give them to you anyway? I've, I've never asked for a review before. Um, stuff has shown up online and sometimes I'm afraid to look at it just because you, you don't want to look at a bad review, but they've always been so great and positive and encouraging. And so I think just having that connection where, you know, you, you send them an email or you give them a phone call and just check in on them, offer help offer, you know, vendors, list of vendors, or if you're in the area, like to help set it up the day before. Like I, I feel like with my personality type, uh, my love language is acts of service. So if I can be there for somebody and show them I care about them through, through what my hands can do and, and providing for them, then I feel that that speaks a lot louder than 
asking for the words back. And genuinely, I think that they really do appreciate it. Well, that answers my next question, which is what makes you unique that has led to your success as a photographer? It sounds like that's really been a way that you've managed to differentiate yourself and really stand out in the marketplace. Yeah, I I don't know how to answer that. I think part of it is also pure luck. <laughs> and talent. That and, yeah, that and being in, uh, in a community that is just outstanding, you know, that there's there's a lot of competition in Seattle. It's so saturated with photographers, but that I think because of the, who the people are here that that competition, that line of competition just completely dissolves. Like some of my best friends are photographers and we just have each other's backs. And so having their, having their word of referral as well, that they would want to pass you on to their clients or, you know, if you can't shoot a wedding, that helps immensely. Okay, so now we've talked about a lot of the really great things about running your own business and being a photographer, but what have been some of your bigger challenges as a business owner and as a photographer? Um, So I basically nosedived into this. So going from a job that would have um, kind of been taken care of outside of my control, so like nursing, where a schedule would have been mapped out and benefits would have been mapped out and I would have shown up and done my job and gone home. A small business, I just had no idea what to expect. And it's so fulfilling and it's amazing to be able to say, you know, I'm 24 years old and I own my own business and I do it full time. But I really just had no idea what I was getting into, which is an incredibly beautiful thing because having a job that allows you to continue to grow and something that you're learning, you're learning something new every day is just so satisfying. And so I think just the one kind of um, thing that I wasn't expecting was just how exactly to run a small business and there's no right way of doing it. And, and I'm sure there are a few wrong ways of doing it, but at least knowing that I'm getting couples that support my business and I'm, I have friends and family who are just so proud of me and are willing to help. Um, I think that has helped me tremendously, but definitely the stress levels that come with owning your own business are probably a little bit different than having a nine to five job where you can, you know, shut the door on the office and walk home and, and be able to balance home life. That's um, for and sure. Not easier. Yeah. But I mean, I'm learning and it's going great. And so it's just one of those things that you constantly have to change your change your mentality and change your schedule in order to accommodate the people in your life and what you yourself need and what your business needs. So that's been that's definitely been a great transition for me. Awesome. Okay, I'm going to throw a fun little question in the mix. So I've seen a lot of people kind of discussing and asking about what people wear to photograph weddings. What's your favorite kind of go-to style when you shoot? Do you wear pants? Do you wear a dress? What do you kind of prefer? Yeah, I have I have done it all. I've done the skirts. I've done the dresses. Um, I found that I can be more creative and feel like I can get it in people's faces in different angles when I wear pants because then I am not showing anyone anything and I could have room to run around and crouch down and everything. So I I love my high-waisted skirts and I love my dresses. I think they're cute. But now what I've been doing is I've got these high-waisted black pants that are like, um, I guess they're cigarette cut. So they're, I've got my ankles showing, i got my high-waisted pants, and then I'll wear like a nice white, maybe vintage blouse 
Um, I like wearing white because it's a natural reflector. And so, you know, if I don't have to have an assistant holding a reflector, if there isn't enough light anywhere, I have my white or off-site shirt. And um, I usually have my hair up in some sort of fashion. And I like looking good, so I'll do the lipstick and makeup and everything. But I think wearing pants and especially cute ones allow me to be able to run around and roll around on the ground and make sure I get those shots that would be different than wearing a tight waisted skirt. Well, most people can work that, and I'm sure are able to do that. For me, I just feel like I'm so tomboyish that I just can't multitask. How about shoes? Do you have comfortable shoes? Um, so <laughs> I, um, I, I love my fashion. And so sometimes I do sacrifice fashion for comfort. Um, I did find these vintage uh, brown leather shoes that have been suiting me pretty well this season, but it really switches. I won't wear high heels. Um, I'll sometimes wear boots, but otherwise it's pretty much hit or miss. With Seattle, the weather's bad, which it generally is 90% of the time. I'll wear my boots. Um, Otherwise, it's just pretty much a variety of flat shoes. (laughs) <laughs> it's fun to hear because I think I've tried it all too. And I've actually done, I'll bring two pairs of shoes to a wedding. I'll wear heels for kind of the parts where I really feel like, you know, portraits or whatever, where I feel like I need that little extra height, but you've got to have comfortable shoes for the majority of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, taking another step back, do you have any just general advice? If you had to kind of look back at your time running this business, what do you think you've learned from that time? I think, uh, you know, owning your own business, as I said before, and I'm sure other photographers, that there is a lot that you have to manage. And so really prioritizing what's most important to you. Obviously, clients are really important, but also, you know, your own health is just as important as well, if not more. And so, like, there's times when I'll, I will want to work until 2 in the morning and I will want to complete something. I love I love checklists and I love to-do lists and I love being able to run my pen through that line and move on to the next thing. And so that for me is the greatest feeling, but sacrificing, you know, your own health or time with your friends and loved ones. um, I think being able to reassess what's most important, you know, giving yourself business hours and giving yourself the opportunity to say no to things um, is something that's really freeing and, um, you know, even if that means getting an office somewhere or having your computer turn off at five o'clock, you know, giving yourself business hours, um, I think your clients would appreciate that more. Um, just knowing that you yourself are not only taking care of them and giving them the time that they need, but also the time that you need for yourself. Um, I think that's helped me a lot. There's definitely different times when that kind of fluctuates, you know, during busy wedding season, I do need to get something done. Um, I definitely reward myself afterwards. Um, when I do, when I do run my pencil through that line, like I reward myself, I turn the computer off and I go to the lake or I go spend time with my best friend or my boyfriend. And, um, I think overall that is what makes it feel really rewarding is accomplishing work and then spending time with the people who love you the most. Well said. All right. Final thoughts. Um, If you had to recommend or if you have one, let's say book or any kind of reading or just resource in general that you want to recommend, and it doesn't have to be related to photography, what would you recommend to listeners? Yeah, 
Yeah, I, this is going to be bad. I probably sound like a stressed out person, but I actually read um, the book by Dr. Daniel G. Amen called Making Good Brain Great. Um, I was noticing that my, because of the amount of work, I think my short-term memory was having issues and I was drinking a lot of coffee. And so I just really wanted to read a book that could have helped. And so part of the um, symptoms that he targets is stress. And so there's this whole uh, part of the book that was based off of stress and how it affects your body and, and that, you know, we aren't meant to take on large multitudes of anxiety and worry. And, and I think having a small business that definitely sees that gives you a good reason to be stressed out about things. And so I read this book and after that, I was on a like, I was on a brain high. I was just so excited to start making changes to my lifestyle, like cutting out coffee and giving myself business hours and telling myself, you know, I don't have to be worried about things. I don't have to be stressed out about timelines and time frames and, and all of that. And it, I thought it was a wonderful book. It was, I, I, maybe it was part of that scientific nursing side of me that just is so interested in psychology and, you know, everything that has to deal with neurological issues and everything but it was it was a great book and he's actually got an office down here in Seattle where a lot of people where he measures like brain activity and um it was just really interesting to read I really enjoyed it it sounds like a book that a lot of business owners should read oh yes you don't have to be stressed out like there's like our bodies are you know accommodating to it and our bodies adjust to it but really I mean being stressed out is not necessary, I guess, was the bottom line of it. And just there are different ways, like if you, you know, exercising and allowing yourself time to have hobbies on the side, like being able to read books and, and spending time with the people that you love, and it reduces the amount of stress tenfold. Wow, great resource. Well, thank you, Kristen. Lots of great information. It's been fun. Yeah, thank you so much. If you like what you heard, I'm currently supporting this podcast through listener donations. So head on over to photofieldnotes.com. And if you want to support what you heard and hear some more like it, give a little bit and we'll keep it going. Thanks for the support.